I would literally just sit in my room and talk to myself for an hour. I don't think anyone listened, but it was still a lot of fun. So I kind of feel like I'm back in my bedroom in Minnesota. We're your besties in your ear. Back for another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. You guys, it's just me today. I feel so bad. You guys are going to be stuck with me for like 45 minutes to an hour of just listening to me talk, which I think I feel more more bad for our producers sitting in the room than you guys because they have to hear me. But it's fine. Um, Alex is just home taking some personal time, but she'll be back next week. The show will go on by next week. But for today, you're stuck with me. We have some fun topics. It's actually... Someone asked me, they're like, is this going to be hard for you? And something I've never talked about on Mean Girl is I actually had like a mini podcast of my own before I started at Barstool. If you guys followed me back in like 2020, I was doing all pop culture. And during COVID, I had a TikTok account that was dedicated to pop culture. But then I also did a mini like... I think it was like five or 10 episodes of a podcast and I would literally just sit in my room and talk to myself for an hour. I don't think anyone listened, but it was still a lot of fun. So I kind of feel like I'm back in my bedroom in Minnesota talking about not pop culture though, because I don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, so you're stuck with me for, for the time being, but we have a fun, fun episode. We're going to talk about dating, being single, and then we have listener questions. So if you are in a relationship please keep listening because it is going to be interesting for everyone to listen to. But when I was at the meetup um, in Tampa last week, I had so many girls talking to me about dating and dating apps. So I was like, okay, we're going to talk about that. Also, something I just want to quick say is Tampa was so freaking fun. All of the stops on the Southern Tour have been a blast, but Tampa's energy was outstanding. First of all, it felt like 120 degrees. I walked outside and I immediately started sweating, but every single girl there was dressed up so cute. There was guys there. Uh, This one guy actually asked me how he can ask one of our coworkers to a formal, but I'm not going to say much more about that because I gave him some tips on how to do that. I'm hoping some flowers might be coming to the office soon. This episode is presented by Pink Whitney. You guys, Pink Whitney is literally the best. We had our last stop on the Southern Tour, and it was in Tampa. And I I talked about this a little bit in the podcast, but it was this summer. Like The summer Southern Tour was so much fun. We met the coolest people, guys and girls. We shot our shots of Pink Whitney with so many people. Just in Tampa, I had seven shots alone with the most incredible girls and guys I went around and was like, okay, before you take your shot, you have to tell me like how you've shot your shot this summer. And someone told me that they, they got engaged. Someone told me they got their dream job. Like so many fun stories come from it. So the Southern tour with Pink Whitney was so much fun. We absolutely love Pink, Pink Whitney. We're so grateful that they're our sponsor. It's bar, it's Barstool Sports only endorsed alcohol brand. Pink Whitney is the number one flavored vodka as well. And it tastes so good. Like I said, I love to just shoot my shots and I love putting it into like seven up that's actually my favorite combination is putting it with sprite it's so good or just like taking the nips and shooting my shot but i get a little little carried away sometimes and like i said i had seven shots in like an hour but it's so much fun um also pink whitney you can they now have the 1.75 liter bottle which is more pink whitney for you to love and use and drink and have a blast with um it's greater for parties and sharing with your friends 
So this summer is coming to an end. Shot Girl Summer is coming to an end. But that does not mean we want you to stop taking your shot and shooting your shot. We're going to have Shot Girl Fall. We're going to have Shot Girl Winter. We're gonna, this is going to be 2023 and 2024. And the years of going forward are going to be Shot Girl forever. So make sure you guys continue to take to shoot your shot with Pink Whitney. And send us DMs on how you're shooting your shot. You guys do that all the time. And they're so fun to read. We always put up on our story too, like how you shot your shot with Pink Whitney. So... Take your shot with Pink Whitney, go to your local liquor store, buy those shooters, buy the 1.75 liter bottle, drink with your friends, and enjoy the rest of your summer and Labor Day weekend. And hopefully we will see you guys very soon so we can keep taking shots together. If he's listening, make sure you you do that. Um, but yeah, the, the girls were so fun. I had like seven Pink Whitney shots and then I barely slept that night. Because then the next day, I knew I was flying to Boston for the Barstool 20th anniversary show. And just like the night before a flight, I, I can't sleep very well. And then I had that whole day at the show. And then we took the, a bus from Boston back to New York City. And that bus ride was like four hours. I got home at 4 a.m. And now I'm here recording. And I, like my energy is good, but... I feel like I have like five kids at home. I'm so tired. And I know, Nick, I'm so sorry because you're like, there's no comparison. I know about that. (laughs) But like, I have never felt this type of exhaustion in my entire life. But like, this episode is going to bring me energy. And then like tomorrow, I'm leaving New York City to maybe hang out with the guy. I don't know. Maybe I'll talk about that more later on in the episode. So I need to get some sleep tonight. After this, I'm literally going to go to bed. But like I was saying... Um, I had so many girls like talk to me about dating and it was so fun because I like showed the girls like the guy I'm talking to and stuff and it's just like fun to have like those intimate moments because you can kind of give them like behind the scenes footage of like your life because it's just like right there Um, but I think the biggest thing that's changed over the course of me and Alex doing Mean Girl Pod and just like my mental health over the past two years in New York is like how I date and my therapist always said like I had a really bad picker when I first started therapy which means like you're just picking really bad guys and I saw her two weeks ago and she was like I think your picker is fixed she's like I don't know when this happened but you're just like dating so differently now so I want to dedicate the first part of the episode to my single gals who want to date better because the, and like I put together some tips on what I've done over the past two years because it's taken a long time. I mean, it's it's taken therapy. It's taken the worst dates known to mankind, the worst people I've ever thought I would ever date and like great support from friends. But um, so I'm just going to go over like five tips on how to like fix your picker. If you have a if you're picking the, the wrong guys or just or the wrong girls, if you're a guy listening, this will be beneficial to both genders to everyone and just like you know how to get back out there so the first thing is this sounds like a little cheesy and this is something you don't have to go to therapy for but you need to understand your worth as a human being because if you don't know your worth you're gonna date people that are horrible and they're gonna take advantage of you fully um we talked about this I don't know, maybe like six months ago, but you only can meet people as deeply as you met yourself. We That was like kind of a big episode that we, we talked about that quote and that really resonated with me. And it's kind of just like you need to figure out who you are as a person. You need to figure out your worth because once you figure out your worth, you're not going to take shit from anybody. Like I have dated the worst men 
and I I know I like always say that, but like one day maybe I'll break, maybe one day I'll dedicate an episode where I tell you guys about like the top three worst guys I've ever dated. And it's like anywhere from like being cheated on to men stealing money from me and me just allowing it. Like it's, I've been like swindled. I've, it's just like the whole thing. And I feel like I'm finally at a place where I, I know what I deserve as a person and that has like truly allowed me if I'm like going on dates with guys being like no what you're doing is not okay I deserve better you're kind of being a piece of shit like or even if like it's it could be as simple as like they won't plan a date well I'm like I know that I deserve to be to like, have a date planned for myself so I'm not gonna go to date with you and also too when you know your worth like you're okay being alone and if you're okay being alone that's like the most powerful thing in the world because then you're not always hoping that you're gonna like if a date doesn't work out you're not like sitting in your room being like well what am I gonna do tonight like if he doesn't follow through and like my friends are busy like I have to just like make myself free it's like no you can just like be alone and watch tv and that's like super powerful so know your worth we've talked about before but look at yourself naked in the mirror for like two minutes every day tell yourself you're beautiful you're you're smart you're sexy you're hot the whole thing it's uncomfortable, but I promise it works. Mean Girl is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we're faced with crossroads in life and we don't know which path to take. Maybe you're thinking about a career change or feeling like your relationship needs some TLC. Whatever it is, therapy can help map out your future and trust yourself to find the way forward. Yes, I benefited from therapy, you guys. I literally don't know what I would be like without therapy. It is the number one thing I can literally recommend to every single human being. It's the number one thing I look for in a guy. It's the greenest flag of all. If I'm dating a guy, I I will ask if they go to therapy or what their like their idea of therapy is on dating apps. If a guy says he goes to therapy, I will automatically swipe yes because it is just it's just something that everyone needs to go to. It can be for you to talk about small things, big things, your past, things you're nervous about for the future. Therapy is just, you can't go wrong. Like, I absolutely love it. Alex and I go weekly, sometimes multiple times a week. And I just, like, I know I, I can speak for Alex even in this. Like, we just, like, don't know where we would be without it. So, we cannot recommend therapy enough. So, if you're thinking of starting therapy, which you should, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is also great if you work in office or remote. You can do it online all the time. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So let your therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mean Girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Mean Girl. And, you know, journal, go to therapy, have your friends build you up. But, like, that's a big thing for me. Um, a little thing that we've talked about recently is attachment styles. I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to, like, totally get into this. But when I figured out my attachment style to be avoidant and how I avoid people once I start catching feelings for them, that was, like, super eye-opening because I was like, wait, every single time I meet a good guy – I push them away once they start to like me because I am avoidant and I have to deal with figuring out why I'm avoidant and become more secure. So attachment styles is huge. So read the book attached or also talk about that in therapy. I mean, I think everyone should just be going to therapy. Like the greenest flag of all is if you go to therapy. So just go to therapy. Um, The third and all these things you've heard us talk about in episodes but and you've heard me say this all summer long 
but you have to date multiple people. Like, I know it sounds so uncomfortable and it was so uncomfortable for me to do it right away. And I even had my friends being like, how are you dating more than one person? How do you have like the emotional capacity? How, how do you have time, this or that? And honestly, like, and I don't mean like getting a roster. I feel like there's a difference between like getting a roster and dating multiple people. Because to me, getting a roster is just like a group of guys that you will like hook up with on the weekends or like text. I mean, like dating multiple people like intentionally, like getting to know them, dating them to the point where you are striving for a relationship. So these aren't people you're just like texting on the side. These are people that you're actually like spending time with and getting to know. And you don't have to date like 10 guys. It can literally be two. It can be three. And it's not like you have to date them for 10 dates. Like I'm not dating multiple people anymore, but for about like five dates I was dating like three guys and then like or sorry not out for like three dates I was dating like three guys and then like then I realized okay these two guys are so much better or giving me so much more than I deserve than that one so then for like two more dates I was dating two guys and then I kind of narrowed it down to one so it doesn't have to be this like extreme thing where you're like hooking up with them and like dating them for five months like it can literally just be like the first four to five dates but it really allows you to not get so obsessive of the like on that one guy you're dating because like if that one guy's busy or maybe isn't treating you the way you want to be treated like you're like well whatever like goodbye like I'm gonna throw you in the trash because I have these other two guys that want to talk to me and it just like helped me mentally not get so involved too early on with someone because in my past I would meet a guy and I would become obsessed with them in like two dates and I'd be like oh my god like I could see myself getting married to them like I'm picturing my whole future all this stuff because it's like what you have that one person to focus on but if you have like three people you're you're just like more level-headed and you're like okay I have three guys I can't really get obsessed with all three like that like I don't know for me at least I couldn't and it just like really helped me just like chill out and also it helped me see them a little bit more spread out. So I wasn't like going on four dates a week with one guy. And I feel like it just allowed me to like not get love bombed or obsessive or just like get sad. Because when I was dating multiple people, like one of the guys, I remember he like made me super anxious one time and I like sat in it for a little bit and I was like, wait a second. I don't need to be anxious because like I have two other great guys that I can like talk to and see and that I'm going to be going on a date with tomorrow. So if this guy continues to make me anxious, like he's kicked off and I'll just continue forward with the other two guys. So I don't know. I, I know it sounds really hard because I, it took me literally 28 years of my life to date multiple people at once. Like I've been single for five years and this is the first time in my entire life I've dated multiple people. But it like changed the dating game for me, my mental health and the way I even see relationships. And it also made me want to just go slower and not jump into things right away. And like even to it, like I feel like took a lot of pressure off on the guys as well because I wasn't putting all my eggs in one basket and just like making them to be like this perfect person or like making this idea in my head that they're this perfect person. And I just feel like it allowed me to be myself more. So that's like huge Um, the fourth thing, another like very simple thing that kind of wraps everything into place is you have to be yourself throughout the entire dating process because I've dated a lot of guys where I'm not myself in the beginning and then I start to 
become more myself maybe a little like let's say for example like I dated a guy who really liked to party like nine months ago I like to drink and have a good time but like that's not my lifestyle I don't like to go clubbing I don't like to stay up till three in the morning four nights a week but I really liked him so I was forcing myself to do those things and then like a month in I was like can we just like stay home and watch movies can we go out to dinner can we just not go out and he was like no like this is what I love to do with my free time what why don't you want to do this anymore and that wasn't his fault that was mine because like that was he was showing me his true self in the beginning and I wasn't showing him my true self and I realized we had no compatibility at all and that relationship burned uh literally to the ground and you guys have heard about that in the heartbreak episode in January it destroyed me as a person so you just like have to be yourself and also why would you want to be with someone who doesn't like you for who you are like during this summer of dating I there's a few times where I've like I think I talked about an episode where the one guy was like do you like to go out and drink and stay out on the weekends and right away I was like no like I never it was a Sunday fun day I was like no I never have Sunday fun days like this isn't like me and then I was like wait no I do really enjoy having a random Sunday fun day with my girlfriends every once in a while or like even when it comes to swearing like my parents are always taught me that like swearing is not ladylike so I never used to swear in front of guys which I know sounds so stupid and minimal but I caught myself like trying to have like this like perfect vocabulary and never say anything like bad but then I'm like wait that's like my personality I literally have a pod like a podcast where I talk about sex so if I can't be vulgar on the guy that I'm dating like that's not gonna work this episode is presented by no days wasted get ready for the long weekend and one last summer adventure with no days wasted they're here to help bounce back after a night out of celebrating they have dhm detox which is the ultimate vitamin for when you celebrate it helps break down the toxins and makes you feel that make you feel awful that's alex and mine's favorite part of this whole thing like everyone always is like oh drink coffee or you're dehydrated like that's how you will prevent a hangover it's like no like there's so many other things in a hangover and the dhm toxin or detox is something that will literally help break it down so it's so awesome they use a research research science to make this magic happen imagine this a few drinks in in the evening you're having a great time and the next morning you wake up and you feel normal also no days wasted is awesome because it's literally just like like pills versus like a powder so you can slip it in your purse guys you can put in your pocket and you don't have to make a big deal about it like if you forget to take it before you go to the bar that's fine you can just like pop it in your mouth when you're at the bar versus like if it's any other thing it's like well you can't just like pull out a powder packet and like throw it in your drink this is like just so easy and convenient and it fits into every small space so Alex and I always throw it in our purse we'll take it before the bar during our during the drinks if we remember or if we forget to before and it literally just saves our life um all you have to do is take two capsules after your first couple drinks and it goes to work double up and take another packet if you're having a big night like how I did the other day with Tampa Southern tour uh, drank a ton of ton of shots and then I had some no days wasted and I actually woke up feeling fine I went to Boston and you know drank some more at the Barstool anniversary thanks to no days wasted so no days wasted is available on Amazon for next day delivery or go puff in 20 minutes or less get it delivered to a party the bar or your house just search no days wasted on go puff and also the fact that it's on go puff and like Amazon like you literally can get it immediately like if something's on Amazon I'm buying it that day DHM, DHM Detox is risk-free purchase, so if you don't love it, they'll 
they'll refund you on your first 10 pack box. So give it a shot. It's a no brainer. Check out their recovery bundles for their best recovery experience with the DHM detox and their hydration replenisher. This week, No Days Wasted is having a Labor Day, Labor Day sale. We've got this week, No Days Wasted is having a Labor Day sale. We've got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the U.S. Wow, I cannot believe that it's already Labor Day. Just head over to nodayswasted.co slash mean girl and use promo code mean girl at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co slash mean girl for 20, 25% off your order. And also, too, if you're not yourself, it's just like so unbelievably exhausting because then you feel like you have to be perfect all the time. So just be yourself in the beginning because you want to date somebody who wants the full version of you. And if they don't like you, like you don't want to be with someone who doesn't like you. So simple as that. And then the last one, which is something I never thought I would ever admit in my entire life. But the dating apps are the best way to meet people and meeting people in person and the whole meet cutes can literally just like fuck off because they are destroying us as a society. I used to want to meet someone organically so bad and I would meet a guy organically and I would literally stay with them longer because I was like wait but our meet cute's so cute like it's so serendipitous and when we get married one day I can tell this really cool story and everyone's gonna think that we were meant to be and that we're soulmates because we met in this awesome way versus like going on a dating app you're like oh I met you on a dating app like this isn't cute we're not gonna last because we don't have a cute story like I remember I was dating two guys and one guy I like met I, I talked about on the podcast we like ran into each other at a bar and I thought that was the cutest coolest thing so I was like the universe literally brought us together there's a million bars in New York City we ended up in the same bar he must be my soulmate Versus this other guy that I met on a dating app who I actually like knew genuinely I liked more deep down, but I was forcing myself. I like the other guy, but I was forcing myself to stay with him longer because I was like, we have like the cutest meet cute. Like the universe literally kept us together. Why would I, I have to like keep dating him versus this other guy that like by chance we both matched with, with each other. And that was like super eye opening to me because I remember one day being like, I like the, the dating app guy so much more, but I'm sticking with the this meet cute guy just for the story. And it was it was just like super eye opening to me. And also now when I go on dating app dates, I don't put my put pressure on that guy or myself anymore because if it doesn't work out, it's so easy to be like, well, it was literally just a dating app. Like it's it's like not that not that special. So I prefer now to meet on dating apps because they take so much pressure off of me and like all these like hopes and like false, all these false hopes and dreams that I have for this person. And like, I never thought I would say it, but my, I probably will meet my future husband on a dating app and I'm like, so okay with that. And I feel like it's so common now too, but like, I feel like also people are always like, oh, they met on a dating app. They're probably not going to last versus like you hear this cute story and you're like, they're going to be together forever. So it's just stupid. I love the dating apps and I don't want to meet people organically anymore. I just want to use that time to be with my friends and then I'll use the apps to date. Um, and yeah, so that's like the whole five things on how to like date better, I would say. I think guys can take advice from this. I think girls can. I think it can work for all ages. Um, but yeah, when I was at, in Tampa, so many girls were just talking to me about these really crappy dating experiences and I was like, 
this was literally me six months ago. And hopefully they'll listen and they'll get some advice because it really helped me. And now I'm, I've dated some really great guys. And that's all I'll say because I'm not going to get my hopes up on the people I am dating because I don't know where it's going to lead. So we'll see, but I'll keep you guys posted. Now we're going to jump into listener questions. So I post on my story on Instagram. If you're not following Alex and I on Instagram or me and GirlPod, you guys need to do that right now. Like stop the episode and follow us right now. But I posted if anyone or I asked if anyone had any good questions and I got so many great responses like there's so many good questions and Alex and I will answer the other ones like throughout our time doing listener questions in every episode but I picked a few that I was just like wow like this has never been really talked about in the podcast and there was a lot of duplicates which I found I didn't find super interesting but I was like ooh, like these are good like we should talk about them and the first one is so a lot of people wanted us to talk about body count and that's something we actually have never really spoken about on the podcast. I think we did briefly like a year ago, but there's like it's like a twofold question. Like someone was like, thoughts on body count, what counts as high? Should any should it matter to anyone what your body count is? And then the other part of that question was let me see. The there was literally so many good ones. Um Oh, it just says you should talk about the um, negative connotation behind body count. So it's funny because I wanted to talk about body count for a while because it was the weirdest thing. So being in your upper 20s, like people don't really talk about body count. Like my friends know mine. We've talked about how we have lists on our phone. But I went on a date a few months ago and this guy literally asked me what my body count was. And I wasn't like... In my head, I'm like, that's none of your business. But, like, I'm not ashamed of mine. I don't think it has... And we're going to get into, like, why you should never be ashamed of your body count. But I was just like, I haven't been asked that from a guy since, like, college. I was like, how old are we? It was just, like, so weird. And it wasn't that he was insecure or, like, trying to judge me. I think he was, like, literally just curious. Maybe he thought I slept with a lot of guys because of my job. I don't know. It was just, like, really weird. But I was like... I immediately don't want to go on a date with you anymore. I don't know. But um, I personally think that your body count shouldn't define you as a person. Um, Having a high body count or low body count does not make you better at sex. Like I have been with guys who've had high body counts who've been horrible at sex. I've been with guys who have low body counts who've been great at sex because it's all about their experience in general or how much they want to learn about how to like have good sex with girls and same with girls like having good sex with guys like I always say dating a guy who got out of a long-term relationship he's probably going to be the best in bed because his girlfriend taught him how to have good sex and how to like respect a woman and how to do things to girls or vice versa like a girl getting out of a long-term relationship versus a guy who's just like fucking around and having a, a million one night stands it's like how is he gonna learn because he's not like actually communicating to the girls if they're enjoying the sex and he's just like having drunk sex all the time and I don't know about you guys but like I don't learn things when I'm drunk I don't remember anything when I'm drunk so I feel like one your body count should not define you as a person it does not matter if you have a high or low obviously if you have a high body count like be safe I have to say that because so many people come for Alex and I they're like how can you talk about sex without saying safe sex or use condoms? Like, I'm not your mom. Like, do what you want to do. But if you are going to, like, I 
don't really care. I mean, I do care about you guys' sexual health, but it's like, it's not my job to preach you to use condoms or birth control. But like, if if you're hooking up with someone who's like, yeah, I've had sex with a hundred people, just maybe be like, are you clean down there? Because you want to protect yourself, but you should never judge them. But yeah, like that's like the biggest thing is like, I, I think there's negative connotation around women's body counts because men automatically assume like, oh, that girl had sex with a lot of guys, like she's a slut. But like if a guy has a high body count, it's kind of like, ooh, like they must be good in bed. Like, or like they're like, oh, they're a fuck boy or like they get a lot of girls. So it sucks because it's definitely a double standard. But like for me, at least, and I know a lot of my friends, like if we found out a guy's body count, that wouldn't affect what we thought about them in bed because like I've said, we've hooked up with men who have high ones and low ones and it's like there's no correlation it's literally the only thing I can say is like usually guys that I've hooked up with who've had long-term girlfriends are the best but don't ask someone's body count that is so weird like obviously girls you can ask your girlfriends if they want to talk about it I remember the first time Alex and I asked each other ours like she was like well how many how many guys have you slept with I was like how many guys have you slept with and it was just like funny because it's like still such a kind of like an awkward question to talk about with someone new but like it's that that like if you if someone asks you that like you do not have to tell them it's kind of like your ACT score in high school you don't have to tell anyone what you got like I got a bad ACT score in high school and I didn't tell anyone what I got <laughs> and I was just like it's none of your business and like if you say that to someone they'll usually be like you're right it is none of my business like what you're gonna be like what's your body count it's none of your business why won't you tell me like who's what in what world and if people are doing that like they're not your friends so we gotta get rid of the negative connotation around body counts. Stop asking people their body counts because it really doesn't matter. And also, it's it's literally just a number. Like, it, And also, too, like, if you're in a relationship for five years, you're probably going to have a low body count versus someone who's single for eight years. You're probably going to have a higher one because you're trying to meet new people and you're hooking up with people. Like, it's so it, – it's just stupid. It's And I hate that name, body count. It just sounds – it's just weird. Like – we need to we need to come up with a new name. I'm gonna come up with a new name. I just haven't invented it yet, so just bear with me on that. Okay, next question. Um. Oh, this one's a, this one was a good one. This is a long one, so I hope I can read it. Okay. Which you guys are so nice. I read all the ads by myself last episode and you guys were really nice and said I was a good reader. So I appreciate it because I'm gonna have to read the ads again. And I think my dyslexia might be gone. So we're, we're in good hands. Okay. So this listener question is, so I've been seeing this new guy. It's starting to get pretty serious. I took him to meet my family this past weekend. It was, it was my uncle's surprise birthday party. So super chill situation. Everyone was just drinking and having a good time. We got an Airbnb and we were staying in t- in my town overnight on the river I might add interesting detail my family goes pretty hard so the next day Sunday everyone woke up had mimosas with breakfast and started playing in the river water skiing swimming etc well this dude literally stayed in bed until 4 p.m we left at 6 p.m so my family didn't really get a chance to hang out with him and he def looked like a lame ass to them (laughs) so my question is do you want someone who has the same energy as you or is it maybe a good thing he doesn't because he can help mellow you out. Or am I making this up in my head and it's not really that big of a deal? I don't know. Help. Okay, so this question is so good because I feel like it's kind of like a twofold. First of all, if you are bringing someone home to meet your family for the first time, they need to be on their 
best behavior. Like he should not be drinking as much as your family. And I know that's hard because like as a guy, I'm sure he wants to keep up and like show your dad or your brothers or your uncle like he can hang and be a good time. But trust me, a family would much rather have a guy drink a little less and be able to keep up throughout the whole night and the next day versus like keeping up drink for drink and then laying in bed until 4 p.m. If I brought a guy home and he slept later than me, my parents would be like, in what world? They'd be like, does he have a job? Is he lazy? Like, I think that like when you meet someone's family, like you need to get up first. Like you need to be in the kitchen. You need to be making the bed. Like I remember when I visited my boyfriend's family for the first time, I would like, I got up before him. I was in the kitchen with his mom asking her if she needed help with anything. Like we were having coffee together. I made my bed because we, we had to sleep in different beds. We couldn't share beds because we were young and our parents were really strict. But I, it's, and that's like anytime I visit anyone's family, like even my best friend's parents, like when I would visit them at their cabin, I would always make sure like I got up, made the bed, asked if anyone could have any help. I would never sleep in super late. Like that is just to me disrespectful like he should be wanting to get to know your family so I don't necessarily think it's an energy thing here because I don't think this is like him gonna keep you mellow like this is kind of showing his character of how much he cares or like how much meeting your family meant to him I definitely think your energy to answer like the one part I definitely think your energy needs to match when you're dating someone I don't really believe in the term fully opposites attract I think to some degree it's really great to have different interests so like when you come home at night you can be like how was work in this industry or how was your hobby going to this workout class or how was you golfing like I think that's really great but I think the basics need to match up of like your drinking styles should match up your like even like kind of like you're you being a night owl versus a morning person like I'm a morning person I can stay up late I like to stay up late but I could never date someone who sleeps until 11 every day because I'm already done with half my day by then I've already gone to the gym done work cleaned. like I need someone who can match my energy level so we can get up together and have a productive day especially if you guys were to get married do you want a husband who went out the night before and slept sleeps until four and you're taking care of the kids like there's just so many things you have to think about in this situation. And I think to some degree, your energy needs to match. And I don't think this is like him mailing you out. Like I said, I think it's just him lazy. So I think you, um, obviously I'm not going to tell you what to do at the end of the day, but like, just take that into consideration. And I'm sorry that he didn't get to meet your family. Cause that's a huge deal. Like what? Um, okay. The next question is for, the boys because the boy sent it in and I know we have male listeners so this one is for you we need to bring that segment back we used to always do like for the guys at a question so I'll talk to Alex we're gonna bring that back love that (laughs) you might not love this question Just kidding. This episode is presented by Wood. Meet Wood, the lineup of personal grooming products specifically formulated to make your man smell like a better man. It's time for him to level up from weird gels and weirder smells. It's time for him to treat his body with dignity it it demands and that you expect. It's time for him to understand what giving a damn smells like. And you guys, I love Wood so much. Like, there's nothing more 
Like, there's not a bigger turnoff to me than a man who doesn't smell good. If a guy smells good, it makes him 50% hotter. Like, it makes you want to get closer to him. It makes you want to sleep next to him. It makes you want to, like, wear his clothes. And these products smell so good. My personal favorite is the Fresh Tracks. It's, like, a mixture of freshly cleaned laundry with, like, just that natural smell. And I just want to, like, bury my face in that guy's sweatshirt and then steal that sweatshirt and wear it for the rest of my life and sleep in it every single night when they wear wood products like like I'm, I'm actually gonna like take this home with me and I'm gonna use it because I like to smell like a guy because it makes me feel like I have a boyfriend and it's just like the deodorant there's nothing better than like when a guy knows how to use pomade and the pomade smells so good so men make sure you smell good the best way to smell good is using wood the products are amazing and wood grooming is now available at walmart which is awesome and it's also available at cvs amazon prime and getwood.com so you pretty much have no excuse not to get it because everyone in this world has amazon and lives near a walmart or a cvs or has the internet and you can just go to getwood.com so get yours right now <laughs> so um, it's a very basic question, but this guy was, his question was, what are girls thoughts on a guy finishing fast? And <laughs> I think I can't speak for every girl, but I don't necessarily think it's a big, I mean, granted, like if a guy's finishing in less than 30 seconds, like there might be more of like a medical situation there, or maybe he's just nervous or there's other things that go into it. But if you're having sex with someone a lot, and they're finishing decently fast. I don't think it's that big of a deal as long as they are then like still working on you. Because if you listen to the Sex with Emily episode, most of the time women don't have orgasms through penetration. So it's like, cool, let him do his thing, let him come, but then he needs to start taking care of you. So I think as long as he is making sure you're getting off, doing your thing, like you're like if he's coming you're coming like that's fine like I don't care if a guy comes fast as long as like he's still taking care of me so don't be awkward about it like that's the worst too if you're having sex with a guy and they come fast and they're just like a baby about it it's like grow up like make a joke about it and then be like but now it's your turn like now that I'm taking care of like I'm fully gonna like go in on you and like make sure you have the best next maybe 20 minutes of your life so I don't think it's a big deal just don't be a little baby and Make sure you're taking care of your girl or your guy. If you're hooking up with a guy, like make sure you're both, you're both having a great time. But yeah, I feel bad for men. I think a lot of times they have this like embarrassment or like they just assume women think it's embarrassing if they come fast. And I don't honestly, like I would much rather have a guy come fast than take 20 minutes because it's painful for women. Like, especially if you're not like lubricated properly, it's not fun. So I mean, but like I said, I just hope he's not talking about like five seconds because then you should go to the doctor and just, and not like a shameful way, just like take something and then you can last a little bit longer. Um, okay. Next question. And I usually try to avoid situationship questions because I hate situationships and I think that meaning was the worst meaning ever created. But I did have a few girls come up to me and ask me about situationships at the meetup. So when I saw this question, I was like, okay. Let's talk about situationships. So this girl wrote in and says, when is it time to end a situationship? Are there certain signs, certain feelings? Thanks. So to me, situationships are dumb. It's like 
are you like why are you dating like are you dating just to like mess around with them are you dating because you want them to be your significant like long-term partner one day to me a situationship is when you're dating someone who doesn't want the same things as you and I could be totally wrong but like I felt like I had one situationship and it was with a guy who literally told me he didn't want a girlfriend but I just like was like one day you'll want a girlfriend and one day that girlfriend will be me was it ever me no um but I think to a lot of people just to find a situationship is like you're in a situation where you just don't really know what the other person wants and I think that's okay for the first month maybe two months but once you hit three months you should get an idea of what this person wants especially if you want a relationship so going back to the question when is it time to end a situationship I think if you tell the person that you're in a situationship with what you want and they don't want the same thing as you then you should end it. You should always end a relationship of any kind if you're with someone who doesn't want the same things as you. But if you're in a situationship and you are wanting more and you don't really know how to get out of that situationship into a real relationship, you just need to make sure it's been like a good amount of time. Like it can't be a few weeks. Like make sure you've like established a strong enough bond. But like if you're like going in, I think like a good time because I've really thought about this, like to to turn a situationship into a relationship is maybe like, two to three months depending on the background I guess um but you need to approach that person and you don't need to you don't you should never ask like what do you want out of this you need to tell them what you want so you instead of being like so like what do you what are what are we like what do you want like don't say that like you need to be like I want to date you do you want to date me and if they say no you're like okay well then I want more. You obviously don't. So I'm going to leave. And if they say yes, you're in a brand new relationship. I think that's like the biggest thing I learned is like you need to tell the person what you want. You know, you can't be like, so what are we? Because like you need to know your worth. It goes back to like what we were talking about in the beginning. Like you deserve you're you're the best person ever. You deserve to be the best person ever. So ask for what you want. You wouldn't go to a job and be like, like, so um, I I want, I think I want this. It's like, no, you'd go into a job. You're like, I want this job. So just, you have to be more assertive and tell the person what you want and, and screw the guy asking you first. Like sometimes guys are just dumb. And if it's been like three months and you think this guy's vibing with you, just be like, bro, like, well, don't say bro. Don't, don't call a guy bro. But just be like, I want to date you. And he probably will be like, oh my God, this girl's a boss ass bitch. Like she just told me she wants more and I wanted more so long, but I was just too scared to say anything. So I don't know like if I was dating a guy for three months and I wanted more I would just be like I want more but I would still want him to be like I'd be like okay now you have to ask me to be your girlfriend properly um I don't know why that's like gone away but I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like so when did you know you guys were like in a serious relationship and she was like oh I don't know we just like one day we're kind of both there and I was like you never talked about it and she's like no and I was like see that wouldn't slide with me I would I would need a guy to to be like I want you to be my girlfriend and also remember you don't owe that person anything until they ask you to be exclusive or your girlfriend or boyfriend so don't act like you're in a relationship until you have literally defined the relationship and that goes back to like date multiple people and like live your best life because I've heard horror stories of not horror stories but just like sad stories of my friends dating this guy for like six months thinking that they were more serious than they were and then he was like wait, what are you talking about? Like, we've never actually, like, had that conversation. Like, I've been, like, living my best life. Like, I've been dating other people. And she's like, wait, but I haven't been. So when you feel like, when you feel in your gut, like, have that conversation. But you should end a, situ- you should end a situationship 
when that person doesn't want the same thing as you after you've talked about what you guys both want. Okay, we're going to do one more listener question. Can you talk about when you're when you like hanging out with a guy but you aren't sexually attracted to him? Should you still date him? Will that change over time? And I, I like this question because we kind of talked about this a little bit when in the... I can't remember exactly what episode it was. It was like one or two ago. But we talked about chemistry and compatibility. And this happens so much. I think this actually happens to me a lot. Like I always find these men that I'm compatible with and I love hanging out with them. But I don't want to jump their bones. And that's why it's important to date multiple people. Because this actually happened to me in like May. I was dating this guy and I really enjoyed being around him. Like I had so much fun with him. Still to this day, he's like the guy I've had. I've had more fun with him than like a lot of guys I've dated. But as time went on, I was like, I'm not getting sexually attracted to him, but I still love being around him. So maybe, maybe that will grow. And I like gave it a lot. I think we went on like six dates and the sexual attraction just like wasn't forming, but I really enjoyed hanging out with him. And that was super eye opening to me because in the past, if I was just dating him, I probably would have kept him around for a very long time because one no one wants to be alone and it's like nice having someone you enjoy spending time especially of the opposite sex but two like I I like didn't really know better like if I was just dating one person I wouldn't know better like I wouldn't know that there should be more because I haven't I haven't like dated someone I really like in a long time but since I was dating two other guys I was like wait but like I'm also having fun with these other two guys and I'm very sexually attracted to them so that like helped a lot um but also like there's gonna be a lot of people that you really are compatible with but you don't want to have sex with it's like when you I mean like I know I've always said you can't be friends with guys but like you can date guys that you just want to be friends with I guess that's so contradictory because I've always been like you can't have guy friends but like this guy I remember dating and I was literally like I want him to be my best friend. Like I was like, I enjoy spending so much time with him and I'm actually sad to like end things with him because I want to keep hanging out with him. But I knew like after six dates, I was like, the sexual attraction isn't going to come. We're super compatible. There's no chemistry. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's just going to happen. Sometimes I think that can maybe change over time, but I feel like in your gut, you'll know. Um, I mean, I feel like there's been guy friends in high school that I wasn't like sexually attracted to. And then like after knowing them for like a year and like just seeing them as people, I kind of formed, but that's different because I wasn't dating them. Like I wasn't wasting my time and like wasting my time to meet romantic partners. So, um, I'm kind of rambling about this question, but I think if after like six to 10 times, if you're hanging out with someone and you're just like, I don't really want to jump their bones, like I think it's something that you should end. I think some people say emotional compatibility is way more important than physical, but I think it needs to be like 50-50. Like think about dating that person long-term, like just because you have a great time with them. Like, can you imagine a life where you're not physically attracted to your partner? I personally couldn't. Um, So I think that's going to happen a lot. And if you're not sexually attracted to him, you should end it because it's also not fair to him because he deserves to be with someone who finds him sexually attractive and compatible so I think you need to find both like pretty 50 50 all right well I was about to say a b do what you do best but it's just me today so uh, for the first time in 80 is this 83 this is 83 83 episodes I'm I'm gonna do what we do best so like I said make sure you are following us on Instagram at Jordan Woodruff 
at just Alex Bennett. Follow Mean Girl on Instagram at Mean Girl Pod. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, YouTube. Make sure you're to watch us on YouTube. Make sure to watch this episode on YouTube so you can just see me awkwardly staring at you for 45 minutes. Um, oh, make sure to like and subscribe and leave a review. And we're almost at 50,000 subscribers on YouTube. Oh, wait, do you know where we're at? We're about 45K right now. So we're, th- we're gaining every day of this. So we're doing striking distance. Okay, Alex and I are going to come up with something fun to do when we hit 50K. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll do something fun. So make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Like, subscribing will literally not hurt you. Like, it's, you can turn your notifications off. Just, like, subscribe, okay? <laughs> um, and, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this whole episode. Like I said, Alex will be back next week. We love you guys so much. And, once again, thank you to everyone who joined us for our Southern Tour. We had a literal blast hanging out with all of you guys and hearing your stories and shooting our shot with you and Pink Whitney. Love you. Bye.